Hey, it's Mike Gill from Believe in Eagles. Don't forget, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the Believe in Eagles podcast. And make sure you check back to the Believe in Eagles feed each and every day for the very best on the Eagles. Here's today's conversation. I think it's secure. Uh, You go to the postseason, first three years as a head coach, you go to the Super Bowl in your second year. I realize there's been somewhat of an implosion. It's definitely bad around the team, and they've got to get it together, and they all understand that. And remember, Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie fired the only coach that ever won them a Super Bowl, and that was Doug Peterson, and they did it a couple of years after he won it. So they have shown impatience in the past. I'm Mike Gill. Sal Palantonio, ESPN, joins me now. Are the Eagles going to be impatient? Are they losing patience? Let's bring him in right now to discuss what's going on with this Eagles team. When we last spoke, Sal Pal, things seemed to be, uh, you know, going in a good direction. It felt like a lot different. Here we are in 2024, and things don't feel so good anymore. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, Mike Gill, and we have gone through a lot of bad oceans since the last time we talked. And When I said that, I was trying to be as measured as possible and obviously leave the door open. I wasn't closing it, but I think it's important for people to realize that they're in a very difficult situation, challenging situation, and unique situation. You have a a head coach. You have a quarterback with a a quarter of a billion-dollar deal. They were 10 and one. They are in the playoffs. You can't have the word circulating around the team that the head coach may be on the hot seat. And I don't think he is on the hot seat. I don't. I know there's a lot of talk about it, but I don't think that he is yet. Sal, A.J. Brown said it's not the coaches. So do you agree with him that the problems the Eagles are having Is it more of a coaching issue to you or a player issue? Do you agree with A.J. Brown that this is more on lack of talent? I think it's it's definitely lack of talent on defense. I think that's why you see they have the worst record in the NFL uh, playing man coverage. Opposing quarterbacks have a very high QBR. 26 touchdown passes, only five interceptions against man coverage. They're not equipped to play man coverage. They're not young enough. They're not fast enough. They don't have the versatility in their secondary. They've been decimated with injuries. And that's, I think, the number one reason why they have such a leaky pass coverage. Uh, In their pass rush, you look at it right now, Fletcher Cox has more defensive snaps than Jordan Davis and uh, Jalen Carter, Mike. Fletcher Cox is 33. Mm-hmm. Jalen Carter is 22. Jordan Davis is 23 years old. We're talking about a guy who's 10 and 11 years older than these two young fellas from Georgia, and he's got almost 200 more defensive snaps. They rely more on Fletcher Cox than they do on the young players that they have brought in to replace him. They can't do anything with Fletcher Cox. As far as I'm concerned, he's got to come back next year where they have a big, fat hole of defensive tackle. That's why they've had issues rushing the passer up the middle. Let's put more pressure on their edge rushers. So it's definitely, I think, an issue of personnel on defense. On offense, I think it's scheme and approach and philosophy. And that goes to everybody, starting with Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni. I think it goes to everybody. 
You know, Sal, uh, it's funny. You mentioned Fletcher Cox. We talked about this yesterday. Jalen Carter only plays 48% of the snaps, and yet it looks like he's kind of hit the wall a little bit. Is the pass rush on this team the most disappointing thing about what has happened to this team? I would say so. Like, they had 63 pass rushers by edge rushers against the Cardinals on Sunday. 63. And it resulted in one quarterback pressure. That's an, that's an incredible film study note that we did on the NFL matchup show. And that tells you that they have an inferior pass rush right now. So you look, let's look at, and maybe it's creativity on the defensive coaches. So you, you look at the Dallas Cowboys. They are number four in the league in stunts on their defensive line. Games where they loop guys or they move guys around post-snap so-called stunts. Everybody pretty much knows what I'm talking about. The Eagles are in the bottom five in the league in stunts. They just line up and rush and hope to beat their man one-on-one, and they're not beating them. Not very creative. Cowboys are more creative. Hate to say it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I want to get um, – you mentioned Sirianni, and, and you you know kind of measuredly don't think that he would be any trouble – but would he or the staff be in any danger if they lose and go one and done in the playoffs? Are we looking at that like, hey, this is still in limbo? Like, if you go into the playoffs and go to Tampa Bay and lose, would that change uh, our measured approach? It would be total malfeasance on the part of the Eagles organization if this team was one and done in the playoffs and they didn't take a critical look at the entire operation top to bottom, every player on the team. I mean, they have to look at how to improve Jalen Hurts. They have to look at their coaching staff. They have to look at how Nick Sirianni managed things. And they have to make decisions about a lot of players and a lot of coaches. Now, I am never, ever, ever, and I've said this many times before on your show, Mike Gill, Never been in the business of calling for the head coach or any coach to be fired. I deal with these people all the time. It, it, it impacts their families, and it's not something that I like to do. More important, if you're going to advocate for someone to get fired, you have to look around and see who's available. Be careful what you wish for. It's a very difficult thing to fire a head coach who's gone to the playoffs mm-hmm. three straight years, who's got a promising young quarterback. I know he's not played well, but he is definitely a a franchise quarterback. They made him one, fire them all, and then bring in somebody else and expect a better result quickly. You fire a head coach, you are reconfiguring completely what you're doing on offense. It's tough to do. And I don't see if if you and I were to be on the radio for an hour could we come up with really five coaches right now who could step in and do a better job at Nick Sirianni? I don't think so. I think we'd be hard-pressed to find one or two. Well, one of the things that is perplexing, I guess, to people is, and, and I ask this question a lot, Sal, he had a role in their success of going to the Super Bowl last year. Absolutely. So what was that role, and what is his role in why this team has completely hit rock bottom? Well, that's a major philosophical question that I think you and I will have to definitely look at after the season. 
you know, obviously Shane Steichen had a major, major role in the success of the offense last year. That's painfully obvious to anybody who sees what's going on with the Colts right now, where he's the head coach, and what's going on with the Eagles offense, which seems to have lost its identity. I think the number one thing that this team has to look at now, right now, mm-hmm. heading to the Meadowlands on a crappy, crappy Sunday full of freezing rain, cold, maybe some snow, is they have to figure out what they are, what their identity is offensively. So you would play guys this week. Let's let's look at 40. I'm sorry, Mike, I apologize. What did you say? You would play the guys this week, not sit them out. You're going to play them and try to see if you can get them. No, definitely not. I am not advocating that. What I'm advocating is this week in practice, during the Giants game, when you can do it, and next week in practice, find an identity. And, and I was going to say, and here's the point that I was going to make, and I'm sorry that I interrupted you. I apologize. In the second half against the Cardinals, they had 46 offensive snaps, and A.J. Brown had one target. Mm. In those 46 snaps, one target, one catch for 18 yards, and it was their longest play of the second half. Mike, you can't have your number one wide receiver, a Pro Bowl wide receiver, your best player on offense other than your quarterback, have only one target in a game where you're having problems moving the football and keeping the football on the field in your offense when you only have 20 minutes of offensive possession. It can't happen. And that's on the quarterback, and that's on the offensive coaching staff. So find an identity. You have two pro bowlers in your skill players on offense, Swift and Brown. You have two pro bowlers on your offensive line. Pound the football with Swift and use A.J. Brown in defined, easy throws for Jalen Hurts. Go back to what you do the best. We have a great piece, Mike, on the matchup show, which is on tomorrow morning on ESPN2. Greg Cosell, Darius Butler, and I break down the Eagles offense and talk about them going back to their identity. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Forget about the bubble screens to Kenneth Gainwell. Just throw it, take that and throw it in the trash. Burn it if you have to. Don't bring that stuff out. Go back to what you do. Yeah. Play power football with Swift. Gainwell on the edges. Jalen Hurts runs the ball because you probably won't have Devontae Smith this week, Brown, and Goddard. Now, as for playing the players this week, I don't know how much he's going to play the starters. I really don't. If it looks like Dallas is getting uh, is just boat racing Washington, I think he pulls a lot of the players. I do, especially on that field at yeah. the Meadowlands as it, uh, in the bad weather. I really do. Um, Sal, I know we're short on time, but I want to get a couple more. Does this team need major changes that you're seeing, or are they just going through the ups and down of a long 18-week season? It's a good question. I saw your note this morning. I thought a lot about it. Let's let things play out. I think that they need an overhaul in their secondary, an overhaul in their defensive philosophy. Uh, I think that the defense is something that Howie Rosen is going to have to address in free agency and in the draft and in picking the right coaches. Yes. So with all that said, that, that means to me it's hard to change the coach the head coach, if you're going to do that. But let's see how things play out. These are smart coaches. These are coaches that went to the Super Bowl last year, with the exception of Steichen. Patricia 
designed one of the greatest defensive plays of all time, Malcolm Butler's interception to Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl when he was with the Patriots. That was his design and his execution. He made that call for Belichick. He's a smart, smart coach. Let's see what they do. They have a lot of talent, Pro Bowl talent on the team, four Pro Bowlers on offense. Only the Niners have more. You have Jalen Hurts. The fine thing for things for Jalen Hurts. Let's say Dallas wins, Mike. Yep. And the Eagles are stuck at five. They can go to Tampa and beat Tampa in the wild card game, Mike. They can do that. Sure. You could make an argument that they played their best game of the season down in Tampa early early this year, but you know, they it was twenty five eleven, but it might have been their most dominating complete game. You can go down to Tampa and win a wild card game. And then you're one way win away from the NFC Championship game. And let's remind everybody, they have had 15 different starters in their secondary. No team with a winning record is even close to that number. I'm not saying that injuries are an excuse, but they have reconfigured the team. They've tried to get through the bad injuries they've had in the secondary mm. It's hard to have a good pass defense when you have 15 different players playing your secondary. So that's one major thing that you look at and say, okay. But the big problem to me that's not injury-related is the play of Jalen Hurts. He needs to be defined in what he does and just let the ball rip. Trust what he sees and let it go because he's not really hitting on his second and third progressions very much in this that I've seen in the last couple of games. So I'm interested to see what they do in this game, but I'm more, more interested in it. And if that game is in Tampa, I think it'll be a Monday night or on ESPN. I really do. Oh, we agree on that. I told my father that today at lunch, he said, you know, when the Eagles will play, I said, I actually think it will be Monday night, four versus five. That was the four five last year. It was a Monday night game too. Well, Happy New Year, Sal Palantonio, Eagles-Giants, Sunday, 425. It's the final regular season game. And, of course, uh, he appeared right here uh, on the show. Thank you, Sal. Talk to you next week, Mike. Thanks. Absolutely. Sal Palantonio, Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening to Believe in Eagles right here on the Believe Network. Don't forget, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast feed for the very best in Eagles coverage right here on the Believe in Eagles Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.